again emily man back for another week of fun jason and emily time oh here we go can i tell you something that's bad yeah i have so many friends named emily that at one point today and and relatives named emily that at one point today i was messaging three different emily's and i got some of them confused i don't think i was confused yeah i confused another emily for you what did you tell her um, this may have been yesterday, but you, like, tagged Teresa and I in some stupid picture of a dog. That was hilarious. Back, I didn't, I, back, back. I, I did not like it. Uh, and so I scolded my friend Emily Duggan. And I was like, "How? why would you think I would like that? And she was like, like what? And I was like, you know what you did. Um, Wait, are you seriously? You are not about the Facebook page, Bork Bork, I am Doggo? Um, I w- can officially go on the record as being not about Ew. the page. Bork, bork, I am doggo. It's hilarious. Um, that was a Boston dog, and it was like, back, back, wicked bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, the only things I follow on Facebook are, like, the cooking videos, and I, I follow them a lot. I've gotten majorly into those to the point where I watch them at work and I make weird noises. <laughs> the other thing, too, though, is, like, we watch so many of them that, like, one will come up and it'll be like, oh, this is a favorite. Or, like, oh, I don't really like this one, but we'll watch it anyway. You know what I mean? Sure. Do you have ads on those videos yet? Um, um, you know, no, but I did get an ad watching something on something the other day and i was like what the fuck is this i paid for this so for those cooking videos Maybe, now yeah. especially especially um taste made yeah they'll they'll do a thing where it's like the whole video is 45 seconds and like 30 seconds in there'll be a 15 second ad and i'm like what, what the, the hell what is this just put the ad at the beginning like a normal human yeah That's especially right. for something that short but yeah have have you ever watched one of those videos saw something and then was like now i will cook it Yes, uh, yes, um, fried deviled eggs. <laughs> oh, I remember you making that. You said it was good. It was okay. I think it, I think I still like a plain deviled egg. But I did watch that video and then make it that weekend. It wasn't That's bad, good. but it was okay. We, we did it once. We did a, a salmon wellington, which is like a salmon wrapped up in, yeah. um, dough yo my stomach was not a fan of salmon wellington i don't think yeah no did you guys use like pre-made like crescent roll or whatever yeah we used uh pillsbury it's delicious but it'll fuck you right up oh yeah Mm -hmm. well the other thing too is so the video uh made one what looked like one portion's worth and they used a full roll of of dough so we were because like it was a small piece of salmon like we were like we normally eat two pieces of salmon so we made like we used like two full rolls of dough, and each had one full <coughs> row of dough. Of dough, it was bad. Oh, it's bad news bears. Yeah, rough. Mm-hmm. Rough. And how? But yeah, I um, I'm obsessed with those videos. I watch them constantly. I I like the ones that um, teach you how to use cast iron. Um, yeah, because you, are, is yours, like, fully seasoned and, like, So, today floating? was its, 
Nope, today was its maiden voyage. Um, it had been. I, I seasoned it a, a little while ago, and today I made two juicy uh, ribeye steaks on it. Yeah. Ooh, they came out so good. And then what I did is I made uh, potatoes in the oven, and I like pr- I par cooked them, is what they call that. You par baked. Yeah, yeah. And then I fried them up in the the beef fat. Jason. Oh, as the French would say, tray magnifique. Um, can we make that when I come visit you? There's, I mean, it's a possibility. Yeah. The, the the problem is, is like, the the apartment reached like 500 degrees. Worth it. Maybe for, it was really for good. steak. Worth it. Well, now I have leftovers too, so. Hey. I have so, an abundance. So now, what happens with your cast iron, though? Do you you don't wash it? You wipe it. So according to the internet, uh-huh. you you can that the, the not washing it thing is a misnomer. What's important is to not get it is to not let it be wet. So what I did is I washed it with um, hot water and soap, um, and then I uh, scrubbed it with kosher salt, and then I rinsed it out, and then I put it on the stove so that and heated it up so that all the water would go away. Scrubbed it with some oil, popped it back in the oven, and that's where it's sitting right now. So you used water, you just didn't let it sit in water, and that's, that's why right. it's okay. That's right, because it rusts super easily, so you got to make sure that it's like bone dry before you uh, put it away. You know, I'm like, I feel like I'm almost ready for that responsibility. So almost. I have not, I have not, um, you know handled this responsibility for very long like i said today was really like day one or two sure but it's it's honestly less work than i had anticipated that's cool and i've already fucked up one cast iron pan before so like that's in the past and now i know like now i know what to do well good for you i'm glad that glad you christened it yeah like smashed the the champagne bottle on its side you know what i mean yes just like that's what that. they do that's what they do it's like a, it's like a whole ceremony thing yeah on a cruise ship <laughs> you know what i you know what i've never eaten before um horse i've never eaten horse meat <laughs> but i do love glue uh um, yeah Speaking of horses, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I didn't know how I was gonna transition. I mean, I guess Italy food. Maybe that was the food, transition. Italy Hunger Games. Go. Ooh, Hunger Games. Don't tell me you did nice. not think of Hunger Games. Not a single time, but I love oh. that that connection. This documentary has convinced me that no creativity was required to create the Hunger Games, and that it is based on this event. Yeah, I, I I would agree uh, with that because the the whole district thing and okay. the whole the whole everything. <laughs> Teresa's asking me how much ice cream is, <laughs> and it was very difficult to continue talking. It's three dollars from the truck. I that's a culinary thing I had recently was a, a a dipped cone. I've never had that before. Oh, dipped cones are this business. <laughs> it was real good, but I think the ice cream was bad. But in any case, so we watched this week, um, Palio. Palio, di Palio. Uh, <laughs> can I give a hot take real quick? Please. Top five documentaries. All right. For me. I, I think I'm. 
close. I think I'm a little confused, and I'm hoping that you can help smooth some things out for me, but I would mm. watch this again, and I very much... I, it was very interesting. It was not what I expected. And it was and, very and cool. I would I would take my hot take a sec, sec, step further, yeah. and I, I'd be curious about your your opinion on this. In terms of racing movies, uh, better than the Barkley marathons. Uh, I don't know that I can say that. There's this, they're so different, but I did. They are it did, they are very different. It did ring of the Barkley marathons. I did say that to someone. I was like, this is very reminiscent of our first episode that you've never listened to. It's fine. This is like <laughs> this is like the the gritty reboot of yeah Barkley marathons. You know what I mean? Someone saw Barkley marathons is like not enough, not enough corruption, not enough violence, not no. enough. Um, yeah, I I thought this documentary was so like just to start with like visually striking yes like i i didn't i didn't really know what i had selected for this week mm-hmm. and i was so floored 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 yeah I was, <laughs> I was so floored by the image of the polio yeah the way that it's shot is is insane i mean you really get a sense of like what it's like in there and they also had footage from a lot of like past races that that were really yeah. good and so and that was kind of woven in which was just like really freaking cool yeah i i think that this documentary definitely like they they made a lot of smart cinematography choices yes I mean, <coughs> excuse me i mean like the drone footage for example mm-hmm. is drones are something which i think are way overused because they're cool right but i but i thought in this situation like it you you saw the square in such a dramatic cinematic way it uh, felt like it felt like star wars episode one where anakin yes did it not though it really did well yeah. also um did you hear that there's like the trumpet call and it sounds like just like this like the beginning of um the the one that darth vader walks into yes but it didn't go on but i every time they played that i was like ooh. But also, so I'm watching so many of these documentaries now, like, on my phone or on my computer. And, like, on the small screen, like, I always feel like I'm maybe missing out on something. And in this, they used, like, every inch of the screen, I thought. Yeah. In, like, such a, such a striking way. Um, on top of the fact that just, like, the race in itself is so, like, violent and yeah. act- active. Do you want to give, like, a quick little, like just the general gist of kind of what yeah, this yeah. is so uh this documentary is about this race that happens in siena every year twice twice every year mm-hmm. it's been going on since like the 1400s i believe um it's called the polio um and basically what it is uh well it's a, a race but it's more of a game um in which uh seven i'm sorry ten horses uh do three laps around a square but it's like extremely. It's not like the Kentucky Derby in any way. Near. Uh, the the corners are like super tight. So the jockeys get like thrown from the horses. The horses crash into each other. The jockeys hit each other with sticks. Um, There's like no rules. Yeah. Like, Which also yeah. like the rules of it like are that there are no rules. Yeah, I mean it's. It, but but what's cool is that people that's just accepted. Like it's not something that people try to fix. Like people lean into like the insanity and the corruption and 
you know. Exactly. Well, I thought about it like, so, you know, the card game bullshit. Sure. Like, when you play bullshit, no one's going to cry out like, hey, you're lying, you're cheating. Like, that's the rules of the game. Like, that's yeah. how the game works. It's a game about lying. And the polio is a game about corruption. And it's about, um, I mean, it's so fucking, like, Italian mafioso. Yeah. Different, different gangs getting together and, like, you know, making agreements. So, um, I was, I just, like, couldn't. I didn't. I was did not know what I was getting into, but I like couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, crap, what was I gonna say? Oh, one of the most striking lines to me of the whole thing was when someone said the thing about this is that it's not a race; it's a game. Right. And like they say it a couple times. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like strike because I was like Jesus, and like it's accepted. You know what I mean? And the other thing that is so quirky and weird to me about this is that. The jockey does not have to be on the horse. Yeah, the I love horse, that. The horse can win on its own, and I thought well, so, that was awesome. Well, so what's so cool, too, is, like, and they do say this at one point, but, like, this whole race, and we can go into more of the specifics a little bit, but, like, this whole race, like, at every step of the way, there's an opportunity for corruption, and there's an opportunity for money to, like, to screw over the game. Oh, yeah. Except for, except for the horse. Like, the horse is the one uncorruptible thing. Yeah. You know, obviously, like, drugs and, like, whatever. But, like, the horse is the one thing that you can't more or less corrupt. Right. Um, so the fact that the horse can win is huge. Um, and, it, and it has one. Yeah. Um, and it's nuts to me that, like, the horse has something in it that knows that it should just keep running because like i don't feel like we see that here when people fall off the horses i feel like the horse i feel like the horse stops not only that i've been to races where the jockey falls off the horse and the horse turns around and runs the other way yeah so i was Um, shocked at seeing these horses like keeping themselves motivated to like run yeah because some of them i feel like without a jockey in what we saw came in at like second or third and um one of them at least it has happened where someone's won yeah, the, the, horse has won. the guy that everyone fucking hates. Right. Well, so th- that's the plot of the documentary. So, like, yes. that's what the documentary is about. But the plot of the documentary is about this guy, um, Gigi Bruschelli, Bruschetti, Bruschetti, Bruschetta. Yeah. Um, Gigi, um, who is a 13-time polio winner who, like, is the fucking, you know, godfather of the polio. <laughs> and, like, everyone, yeah. everyone kind of, like, bows to him and like does whatever he wants when he wants it um and he's going for the record-breaking polio or record tying i guess um polio win um of 14 races right um versus all the other people and then uh this guy giovanni mussolini and giovanni uh is like a young attractive young man who like just wants to ride for the the love of the sport? And, like he doesn't take the money. He doesn't like he's just in it for the race. Um, and it's like this kind of Rocky meets Sea Biscuit movie. Yeah. So my confusion came with Gigi a little bit. Sure. Does he also train other people? Yeah. So okay. Gigi, like people Gigi... he's competing with. Exactly. So one of the weird so things about why. okay, one of the weird things about this race, one of the many weird things about this race, is that the jockeys ride like four districts, but they don't have any loyalty to that district. It's not like their home district. A lot of them aren't from Siena. Like right. a lot of them have no loyalty. But what they do is like they kind of make deals 
um, with with the different districts, like, hey, I'll ride for you, hey, whatever. But so a lot of the um, a lot of the horses and a lot of the jockeys come from Gigi's training center. So a lot of them, uh, you know, kind of know him and have grown up with him and learned the sport from him, but also like have a, a sense of uh, indebtedness to him. We uh, we lost connection, but I wonder if Emily's still recording. You still recording? Yep. Oh, brilliant! Um, I just I knew just, it. I just knew it yeah. in my brain. Uh, I just basically explained that uh, the whole thing with Gigi and like everyone like has this kind of indebtedness to him, and they they see him like a mentor, you know. Um, but so the way the race works, also. Um, there's like this whole portion of the race where the jockeys have the opportunity to bribe for better positioning. Um, so on top of the fact that Gigi like knows all the other jockeys and they all like respect him and like kind of are like letting him win more or less, he also always has the most money. So he's always like bidding the most um, for better positions. Okay, now I feel like I get everything. Just everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. They also did not talk to him very much. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, I think you're right. Well, I think that there was a certain amount of, like, you know, we don't talk about the corruption while we're in the corruption kind of a thing. Fair, fair. Because the other guys that were, they were, like, they've been out of the game a while. Right, exactly. And they they were just totally honest about, like, how everything works. Right. Um, But just in terms of being, like, a mafia thing, I mean, like, so the the districts have a captain who has a bunch of lieutenants um, who, like, meet in dark alleys to, like, figure out strategy. And, like, it's all, like, a, a chess game. It's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what I have to add to that, but it's, it's true. I was just... I don't know. It was interesting. And, like, the Hunger Games thing came up to a lot to me because like you have all these districts you have all of this like spirit and then like the consequences of losing yeah you get the shit kicked out of you yeah yeah sometimes yeah because people think you're like a traitor and it's nuts because like it's kind of it's a it's a game move like people assume like you fucked up well right well like because everyone knows that there's corruption going on, like, did you throw the race in exchange for money? Yeah. And because and because you don't have any loyalty to the district, like, they, they really believe, like, there's, like, really good chance that, yeah, you did throw the race. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I can, I didn't see the Hunger Games connection, but now that you say it. But it's also so, like, fucking, like, medieval and weird and cool that this oh, is yeah. happening, you know? Well, and I love that their costumes were still, like, they weren't super, like, modernized or anything like that. Um, no, they were wearing, like, fucking pajamas. Yeah, like, jester, like, jestery looking. Mm-hmm. And even the, um, like, the ceremony before it, I kind of, I dug that. I was like, this is, um, it's steeped in so much tradition, I think is what it is. And it's very cool that it's, it's carried on. I'm muting my microphone when I cough. That so. is why it sounds different. Does it sound different? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I, yeah, it's steeped in a lot of tradition. 
I love the moments where, like, the horse and the jockey go to the church, which happens a couple of times in this documentary. Oh, my God. That was so funny to me. I loved it. Um, but also just, like, I don't know, there's a lot in this about, like, loyalty and, like, loyalty to one's district. There's this whole sense that, like, maybe it's because I moved around so much. I don't know, but, like, they love their hometown so unconditionally. Yeah. You know, in a way, I don't know that I connect with i'm i'm with you on that but i think you see it you see it in chicago you know you mm-hmm. see like long timers that just like they're so fucking proud and excited to be here. and i think you still see that from some new yorkers yeah you know like just a lot of like pride for their for their city it's just like it's yeah you're right but, but i it's feel also you like- i've moved i moved around like i don't have that connection anywhere well, but there's also, like, it's so much more than, like, yo, I love Boys Town and, like, I'd never leave. It's more like, I love Boys Town and I would fight someone who says that yeah. Andersonville is better. Yeah, basically. To the, to the, to the to death. To the death. We will, we will go. Yeah, and these jockeys go in knowing that that's the mentality. I mean, they literally right. are like, you win or die. And it's like, yeah, you fucking might because. You might. The way that people get, like, picked off the horse, you know, mm-hmm. by those little, like, the the columns the or whatever. Yeah, the sticks. That is so violent. The, the fact you could be trampled by a horse. The fact mm-hmm. that the crowd could beat you the fuck up because you lost. Right. Like, yeah, you could die. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, and they're not, like, you know, they're wearing helmets, but they're not, like, they're not wearing, padded. like, yeah, no, like, they, they will die. Like, yeah. And it probably, I don't know, but I'm sure it's happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would have been an interesting... Well, I guess they probably wouldn't have included that in there. That's a good know, That's maybe. a good Google. A good Google? Has anyone ever died in the polio? I'm really hoping that this year I'll be able to, like, live stream it. Um, that would be... I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because it was... It's, like, July 6th and then August... Uh, I'm going I'm to look it up and, like... <gasps> well, July 6th, Jason. Yeah, I don't... I don't think you're right, but, um... We'll see. Uh, the Palio de Siena is July 2nd oh. and, August, and August 16th. To quote um, Maxwell Smart, Mr. By that much. I miss that. I miss that. Thank uh, you. See, but like, for me, Barkley Marathon says Maxwell Smart and Palio <laughs> is James Bond or like, you know, or the like. Yeah, though. The Ital- <laughs> it's, it's the Italian job is what it is. <laughs> That's such a good comparison. That's so funny. No, it's true, because the Barkley Marathons, like, the thing I thought similar about them was just how intense it is. Like, you have to be committed to either thing. Well, and also, like, how it kind of, like, flies in the face of what we normally think of, like, races, you know what I mean? Totally. But the attitude, are they're so different. Because in the Barkley Marathons, it's like, you you don't win anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than pride, and you cheer each other on. You're not there to like uh, undermine anybody or anything like that. Well, I guess actually that's worth saying is that the prize of the polio is also, in theory, it's just pride. It's just you get a like a banner, but the ones who stand to make money are the jockeys who are like communicating with each other um, and like bribing each other, which is yeah. 
Which was nuts that it happened like as the in race front was of starting. Everyone. Yeah, I'm right. like, do you what do you like do you we think that you're wishing each other like, oh good race, buddy. I hope you have a good Oh my god, I hope you have a good race. Like oh. Exactly. Everyone nah. everyone knows exactly what's happening. Um well and I love the start of it too. It doesn't start like a horse race in America where it's like and they're off. The way it starts is nine of the horses line up and then there's one like run in jockey and their job is to run past this rope. Um, and once they pass the rope, then everyone else can start. Um, and so they literally decide who's going to have a good race and who's going to have a bad race. Well, who's going to have a good start and who's going to have a bad start. Right. So did we notice, though, that the Gigi guy, I feel like he he started, he started the race. Okay. Yes. I so, wasn't sure how that flew because I was like, no. that fool started the race. Yeah, he, it's very clear that he starts the race. And I, I don't think it's supposed to be... Like, secretive. He's not the run-in jockey, but he, first of all, has, like... So, they, there's, like, this kind of, like... They call it in between the rows. There's, like, this bullpen where they're waiting to start. And he has, like, a ton of room while the other horses are all, like, banging into each other. But they, like, clear a space for him. And then he literally, like, gives a signal and starts the race. Um, and the run-in jockey comes in. Which yeah. is wild. Oh, that blew my... I was so intrigued by that. I was like, what... But I, I think I think it's worth pointing out that like if this was made into a fictional movie, Gigi would be the villain. You know what I mean? Like everyone oh, would yeah. be mad at him for what he's doing, and like that's not really the case with the Palio. No, because I think that everyone has agreed at this point that they abandon all morality for this. <laughs> like right, it's and and the crowd watching that knows, and the jockeys don't hide it. They but it's really also, don't. Like, people it, accept it, and they play into it rather than demonize it. It's so fun because it gives it, like, this whole, you know, not I've never really watched or enjoyed WWE, but it gives it this whole WWE, like, storyline thing. Totally. Um, like, at one point, one of the drunk old Italian women is like, oh, like, Gigi has it in with this guy. And, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, like, know the backstory of these, these people, of these jockeys. Um... And I have to imagine that there's, like, betting that goes on. Oh, um, yeah. But they don't show any of that. No. But people packed in there to watch that. I mm-hmm. thought those balconies were going to, like, collapse. There were it so looks, many people. It looks so cool. Yeah, it I, does. That is definitely bucket list is to go to the Palio. Um, it, 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 it's very similar to, or it looks very similar kind of to, like, the running of the bulls is what I kept yeah, thinking Yeah, same, yeah. Um, which is in Madrid, right? It's in Spain. Barcelona. Yes. yes. Madrid. Barcelona, Madrid, is that? I think Barcelona. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with Barcelona for my final answer. Final answer? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Am I right? Oh, I don't know. I'm just... That's the bell. That means ah. you have no more... You have no more time to change your answer. I, I wasn't going to look it up. I'm just going to pretend like you got it right. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. That's how I do facts now. Yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Deciding what I think is correct. Deciding what I think is correct, and the running of the bulls happens in Barcelona. In Ontario, Canada. Anyway. Yeah, that's not true. You can't decide that. Just did. Uh, yeah. Where were we? Tons of people in there. There's a lot of different characters. Um, there's a lot of, I guess, maybe superfluous backstory. Um... I don't know, like, we meet Giovanni's, like, parents and sister, and I don't know if that was totally necessary. 
But I did like the whole thing where the dad was like, the documentarian asked, like, the documentarian? The documentarian? The director asked, like, are you, is he your hero? And he's like, no, like, he has a job. Like, he could be a builder. Like, I wish he went to college. <laughs> yeah. And then he said, he made it out to sound selfish, like he's his own hero or something. Yeah, it was kind of was Something kind of like, like that. And I was like, ew. Yeah, but, um. But that's honest. Yeah, it's honest, and it's like, I I really respect that idea that it's like he could be doing so much more with his life in a way, but all he's doing is, you know, riding a horse in a circle. Like, that's... So, I, like, yeah, and then... Because they train for this, like, intensely. Do yeah. they... How... Do they not get paid? Um, I don't think they... Well, they do get paid a little bit, right? So the, the district gives them a certain amount of money um, to, like, hold for the race and my understanding was that they then like keep that money that I they see. don't spend yeah because i was thinking because they were like they train from dawn till dusk and i'm like well then what else can they possibly do like if they yeah. eat sleep and breathe this race this game it's not a race, race. i don't want to call game, it a it's... race anymore <laughs> it's a game race i won't do it race yeah but we don't have we don't have except for like politics we don't have a game like this in America where it's like agreed upon that everyone's cheating. I mean, could you imagine? No. Could I imagine what? That we accept that we would accept a a corrupt sport like that openly. Like I don't know. I mean, look at we. What was one of the ones that we watched in the beginning? Not an honest liar. Uh. Maybe not. Oh, a, no, uh, d- dishonesty. Dishonesty with the basketball coaches rigging, you know, or the referees rigging shit. Like, we have that here, but, like... We don't like to admit it. We don't like to admit it, but also, like, even though this is a huge event, it's actually a small scale. It's contained to one city. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's, like, all of our sports here are, like, huge. Yeah, we don't have it's nationwide. sports like that. No. Which is kind of cool, too. Like, if there was just, like, a, you know, like, oh, yeah, in Berkeley, they, they do the basket jump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a potato sack race. In a basket. With, with picnic baskets, yeah. Yeah, exactly. People love it. They go, yeah. they go, they go crazy for it. You gotta That's be tough. Shit. You gotta be tough because it's very hilly over there. True. It's very difficult. And if you trip and fall... You could roll all the way to San Fran. You know what I mean? Definitely accurate. Right yeah. to that Golden Gate. Mm-hmm. You know it? Yeah, onto the 101, and then you can roll all the way back down to L.A. That's right. Oh, That's yeah. right. Say hi to the PCH on your way. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. I Maybe if I... I watched this two times. Maybe if I watched it more and more and more, like I would, I would start losing... It would lose its luster... But for me, like, this was a, it was short, it was, uh, it was, like, sincere, mm-hmm. um, and then it was genuinely eye-opening. Yeah. Um, in a way that other documentaries we've watched anyway, like, I don't think have been as, like, here's a whole subculture of the world that you know nothing about. No, is it... I don't know, we watch so many, so, like, we get tastes of, like, different worlds and stuff, but, like, after watching this, I feel like I could legitimately talk to somebody about it. 
Because mm. I feel like I get it. Like, I... Yeah. I've, I understand what's happening, and, like, the way that they show it to you, it's not overwhelming. It's not overwhelmed in story or in information. It just shows you, basically. Well, and I think there's something to be said about, like, about the polio, about how, like, simple it is with it, within its complexities. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. It's... You, you get it right away. Um, Definitely. Which, I don't know, maybe, like, not to extrapolate too much, but maybe that says something about, like, who we are as humans, and, like, we understand corruption, because humans are are corrupt. Original sin. Oh, my God. Bringing it back. Bringing it all the way back. In Adam's fall, Eve sinned all. Wow. Remember that? No. The, the Bible? Genesis? No I, no, I remember the Genesis in the Bible. Mm. I do. Crazy. Crazy that that happened. Yeah, man. Feel bad for Eve. Rough. But yeah, no, this was a definitely one of the top ones. I enjoyed it a lot. Super interesting. I, I would highly recommend this documentary, especially but, to people who uh, maybe are ambivalent. Go for it. Yeah. Take a risk. But realize that this is a reader. Oh yikes! It's yes, a it is. It is a it is a reader, not a watcher. No, yeah, which is fine. But like, you gotta read it because they move. That they aren't waiting around for you to, to catch learn up. Italian. You know, yeah. it's it's either a reader or you gotta invest in Duolingo and like quickly become fluent in Italian. <laughs> yeah, because uh, they're not waiting around. They're not. They're not gonna wait for you to learn Italian. Mm-mm. Um. But I did. Did you learn any Italian from the movie? I learned one word. What word? Uh, messagini is Italian for text message. Oh. Mm-hmm. Messagini. Oh yeah, because that guy was like, no Facebook or text messaging. You gotta have balls and ride a horse. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> screw women and ride horses. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, sounds okay, like yeah, a western. Uh, yeah. Man, this this did even if I don't see the polio, like it did make me want to go to Italy and like sit on a vineyard and like eat a tart. Yeah. With my hands. <laughs> they did that in the documentary. You're right, they like, did. I was like, that tart probably tastes so good right now. Yeah. And it's got like it's got like the earthy taste to it too. Cause you're outside. I don't sure. know. I I don't eat outside a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Could tell. Could tell. I don't. I try good. not to go outside. That was a good. Uh, that was a good blind pick. I yeah. Say. Right. Yeah. Just out of the blue. Sometimes uh, the blind picks have been the best. I can't think of any others, but I'm sure we've done one or two. Um. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, follow us everywhere you could possibly follow us. Next week, um, hopefully. We're gonna be on Ryan Kenny's podcast discussing Newsies, which, which is as close to a documentary as you can get. Um, it's the in closest. Form. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. It's about it's a lot the of truth in that. 1899 Newsboy strike. If anyone gave a shit, I do. <laughs> I, I do did. too. I had a great I do so time. Much. Um, spoiler alert, uh, there's a lot of arguing on this podcast when we, when we, we did record it and there's a lot of arguing, but, um, as long as you're team newsies, you're gonna, you're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna enjoy it. And Jason and I, and Jason and I don't fight, which is really nice. Oh, that's important. Mom and dad, mom and dad kept it cool. We kept it cool in front of the kids. Yeah. Um, cool. I do have a, 
A horse quote? Do you want to know what we're watching next week? Oh. No, I figured we'd just, we'd just end it just here. What are we stop. at? Stop. 33? 30, 32? 33 weeks and we are done. It's good enough. We ended on a horse one. Yeah, what, uh, what do we got? All right, so this one's on the HBO, but I think it's hopping. Or at least it's, it's hopping in the My Favorite Murder podcast Facebook group. Sure, sure. Uh, but anyway, it's called Mommy, Dead, and Dearest, and it's about uh, this young girl who uh, killed her mother because the mom had, what is it, Munchausen's by proxy? Mm-hmm. And faked this girl being sick her whole life, and then the girl was sick of it and killed her mom. So now this documentary is investigating this case and the girl's future. Huh. Gypsy Rose, this is her name. Gypsy Rose. Gypsy Rose, yeah. I I am scared and excited. This one, by the way, is not on Netflix. No, this is an HBO. It's on it's on the home box office, so buy it. Yeah. Um my quote this week actually um circulated the internet recently. Uh when Mike Pence said it. Uh it's a Ronald <laughs> Reagan it's a Ronald Reagan quote. I Do you saw, know it? Yeah, I saw yeah. this, yeah. Uh, I've often said there's nothing better for the inside of a documentary than the outside of a podcast. Yeah. Ronald Reagan. The Gipper. 